Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We start with a huge change to transportation. California's Air Board is set to approve a plan today to phase out the sale of new gasoline cars by the year 2035. KQED's Daphne Young reports. The California Air Resources Board has hammered out the details of the plan for nearly two years. Since Governor Gavin Newsom mandated that all new cars sold across the state be fossil fuel free by 2035. This regulation, the first in the world, is a game changer for California, setting the state on an accelerated course in our transition to zero emission vehicles, tackling carbon pollution and moving to end the tailpipe. Lauren Sanchez is Governor Newsom's senior advisor on climate. She says the plan is an effort to reduce global warming and fight air pollution. If approved, 35% of all new passenger vehicles sold in California must produce zero emissions by 2026. California is the largest auto market in the United States. More than a dozen other states typically follow California's lead when setting their own auto emission standards. For the California Report, I'm Daphne Young. A Bay Area state lawmaker is killing her bill that would have increased fines on refineries that violate air quality laws. Earlier this month, the Senate Appropriations Committee, behind closed doors, amended Assemblymember Buffy Wick's refinery bill. The panel reduced some of the proposed penalty increases and narrowed the scope of violations that would lead to extra fines. That prompted the Western States Petroleum Association to no longer oppose the bill. Assemblymember Wicks is now joining on as co-author of another bill to increase fines for many industrial facilities, including refineries. But that wouldn't increase those proposed penalties as much as her initial proposal. There are more state dollars coming to help cities provide housing for formerly homeless people through the state's Project Home Key program. Governor Gavin Newsom made the announcement at a new Project Home Key site in Los Angeles yesterday, where the city is expected to receive about 40% of the funds. California is awarding $694 million for 35 projects across the state. Newsom said for years, tackling homelessness has been left to cities with no coordination or plan from the state. We haven't been looking that good in the last few decades in this state. Decades of neglect led us to the conditions that we're experiencing today. Radical new strategies and approaches, and you should expect radically different results in the next few years. San Francisco is set to receive more than $73 million, and San Diego County will get almost $12 million. Let's turn to beauty and privacy. Cosmetics giant Sephora will pay $1.2 million in penalties for allegedly failing to tell California consumers it was selling their data and failing to process their opt-out requests. California Attorney General Rob Bonta announced a settlement yesterday with a makeup company over violations of the state's tough California Consumer Privacy Act. The settlement is the first such action since the landmark privacy law went into effect in 2020. Today's settlement with Sephora makes clear 
we will not hesitate to enforce the law. It's time for companies to get the memo, protect consumer data, honor their privacy rights. It's really quite simple and very straightforward. The attorney general says his office has sent out more than 100 violation notices to businesses and says most have come into compliance within the law's required 30-day window. However, that window is expiring at the end of the year. Sephora hasn't responded to a request for comment. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, the political scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following the political scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country, on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Last week, we brought you an investigation into the U.S. Forest Service that found a stalled project could have helped protect the town of Grizzly Flats in Northern California from the Caldor Fire. Most of the town was reduced to ash by that blaze. Today, we head to Big Bear, a Southern California mountain vacation destination where officials are hoping to avoid that same fate. But are they moving fast enough? KCRW's Kaylee Wells reports. It was supposed to be a prescribed burn day in the San Bernardino National Forest. Forest Service burn boss Christina Barba was supposed to be setting a planned fire to help clear out flammable brush, but she had to call it off. The weather made it too risky for her limited team. And therein lies the paradox of being a burn boss. It's like you want to burn enough that it is meaningful and you're improving um, large parts of the landscape, but then are we ever going to have the resources to do it? Barbara says she should be burning 3,000 acres a year to protect the community. Last year, she burned only 300. And this year, she's burned just 20 acres. She says there's a saying in her line of work. You could always find a reason not to burn. <laughs> Sorry, there's my cynicism again. I don't know. The Forest Service isn't even close to completing its list of goals. They've approved work on just under 9,000 acres near town. That's on top of two major projects that have been proposed in the past decade, then delayed, then canceled. The list of obstacles to getting the work done might be even longer. Let's start with the biggest one, climate change. Yeah, it's going to get hotter, but it also gets drier. And the window of opportunity shrinks smaller and smaller. Barba had only 13 safe burn days last year, but most of those days she still couldn't set a fire. Which brings us to problem number two, air quality. We share an air basin with Los Angeles and the entire Inland Empire. So because the Inland Empire has ozone or some days they have more particulates than they should, it shuts down burning in the entire basin. The air might be clear up in Big Bear, but Barbara says she lost five of her 13 burn days because of air pollution. That's like 40% of your burn days. Yeah, it's, you know, we're doing the best we can. (laughs) Which brings us to obstacle three, 
resources. Some days, she doesn't have the people or equipment to burn safely. There's been times where I've woken up in the morning, I've had my organization, and then I get a call from the fire management official like, oh, you know, three of your engines got sent on a strike team to the Cleveland for a fire, and then that is the end of that. And even on a perfect day, when the weather is right and the air is clear and the firefighters have nothing better to do, prescribed fires still burn up money. The San Bernardino National Forest did not disclose their budget after months and multiple requests. Barbara wouldn't give us a number either. I think my house is worth more than the Phil's budget this year. So. U.S. Forest Service Chief Randy Moore recognizes the status quo in Southern California's forests just isn't working. Budget and keep boots on the ground, it's been a big issue. We don't have a lot of prescribed burning there, particularly down in Southern California. Uh, we never have, and that's been the problem. Big Bear Lake's mayor, Rick Herrick, says for the most part, residents are on board with prescribed burns. But... Boy, it seems like it just takes an awful long time. And I couldn't tell you how long it takes, but, but um, we're going back years and years and saying we have, to, we have to thin the forest. With only a month left in the summer, it looks like Northern California may be spared another devastating wildfire season. But in Southern California, the worst fires typically spark in the fall, meaning Big Bear's riskiest days are still ahead. And we're going to have to be very vigilant when that, uh, if we have a fire during those periods of time. Fingers crossed we've been very lucky. Let's uh, keep our fingers crossed and make sure that uh, we stay lucky. For the California Report, I'm Kaylee Wells in Big Bear. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Paint Care. Now, with 834 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel Falcor 2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. And that is the California Report for today, Thursday, August 25th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. As always, thanks so much for listening and talk tomorrow. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.